Welcome to episode 36 of the Empowering Ability Podcast. Welcome to the Empowering Ability Podcast, where we get you and your loved ones impacted by disability the information needed to live a full and meaningful life. Now here's your host, Eric Gall. Hey folks, welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Eric Gall, and thank you to those of you who are returning to the podcast, listening to uh, your second episode, or you know maybe this is your 10th episode, or your 36th episode. And thank you to those of you who are new to the podcast for giving it a shot and, uh, and listening. So this week, uh, or sorry, last week, I promised a conversation with Peter Marks, the director of the Center for Conscious Care. And unfortunately, I wasn't unable to get that podcast to production that this week, but that's okay. I'm bringing you a intro conversation on a lot of the concepts that Peter shares in his conscious care model. And this is a recorded conversation from episode 28 with Janet Cleese, where we talk about the biomedical approaches that family groups are exploring in the Durham region which includes diet and and experimenting with different diets and seeing how that's impacting people with uh, disabilities. It's looking at sensory sensory integration and mindfulness and the impacts that that's having in positive impacts that's having in uh, individuals and, and families' lives. So Here's Janet, and she will share really a good introduction to biomedical or non-medical approaches. One of the um, workshops or groups that you mentioned earlier that I'd love just to explore a little bit was around biomedical. (laughs) Okay. So can can you just tell us a little Uh, bit more about that? So um, we felt that families might want to and they have told us they they are very interested in coming together and thinking about um, their sons and daughters in terms of supporting them to have the best life possible using uh, non-medicinal non-medical and non-behavior management interventions that it's not that those things are never on the table but maybe they would be better serving for the individual if other things were taken care of first. So what we do is we kind of try to look at the whole person and we've done uh, lots of studying. Uh, So we have a book list that we follow that we've developed and we bring in uh, people to talk to us from time to time and we're just studying, we're learning together. So one of the things we've learned about is the impact of diet, particularly it seems to be uh, for people who have autism, but not solely. There's lots of other people, people with epilepsy have, have benefited. And so families are at different stages of trying dietary uh, kinds of approaches and um, so families who have tried it will talk to other families and say you know when I took gluten out of the diet when I took dairy out of the diet you wouldn't believe the difference in a b or c so people are really interested in that so we had a naturopath and a nutritionist come in and talk about how to do that how to do that safely we had some reading around that So once people's digestive systems are in better order, then we can also look at um, sensory integration things. So we've had a couple of families who have had really good experiences with occupational therapists with um, a specialty in uh, sensory integration and uh, really helping 
uh, people to understand that link between anxiety and hypersensitivity to surroundings that don't match for them. And it could be uh, people that are understimulated in some ways or overstimulated. And so, um, and Peter Marx will talk about this a lot. These ideas were probably introduced to us. Uh, we were open to them, but Peter was um, influential in, in saying, you know, really pay attention to this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be the other piece is the, um, the sensory integration. And so people are kind of buying those cheap little um, trampolines and they're kind of experimenting with heavy blankets and really learning um, what it is to, to um, help people calm down and, and focus in. Um, we've dealt with kind of mindfulness and how do we bring mindfulness ideas and practice to our sons and daughters with disability and that mindfulness practitioner we're using in our project has come and helped us be thoughtful about that. Uh, and we've had other parents come in. Um, people are very, very interested in medical marijuana and what's that doing for people with epilepsy for people, you know, and a number of families have some li- licenses and are experimenting a little bit under the supervision of doctors and uh, other families are really eager to get that information so we come together and say what is it that we know Um, and so once people's digestive systems are in order we do a better job at kind of managing their kind of sensory diet needs Um, we understand about the importance of mindfulness not just for the person with a disability but the people around them need to be calm and in the moment when they're supporting. You know, when we get that all in order, maybe there still is need for a little bit of medication. Maybe there still is need for um, some behavioral approaches. And the only reason I say that is sometimes it helps all of the support people be on the same page. So it's not for the person with a disability, but it's for the team, right? right. Um, and so they're much smaller amounts and they don't kind of dominate the person's life. So I'm not saying never to those things, but maybe there's more important things uh, for us to address first. Right. So it's a group that talks about those things, learns together, reads together. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. right? We're learning a lot about, you know, uh, humans and, you know, uh, you follow someone like uh, Tim Ferriss, for example, yeah. example, talks about like optimal performance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things that he talks about are nutrition, exercise, mindfulness. Yeah. Um, so why wouldn't we think about all Absolutely. those same things applying to an individual with disabilities? They're, yeah. they're, <laughs> yeah. they're still people, so think about it in the, in the same And same um, a lot of what we're reading, and Peter was helpful for us to understand this, that um, you know many uh, people that we're supporting who have autism, epilepsy, um, and other kinds of uh, conditions um, are the sons and daughters of parents who have lots of allergies, lots of sensitivity to the environment. And so what our reading has shown us is if a baby is born just a little bit more sensitive because their parent sensitivities and the in-womb sensitivities, and they're born in a world that is more polluted than it ever was. And they're given vaccines, not that vaccines are, you know, the, the, the silver bullet problem, but if a hypersensitive baby reacting to its environment is given, uh, what I heard from 1992 on, twice the amount of um, vaccination material uh, than babies prior to that, you know, some of these children might just react in really, really significant ways. And one of the reactions might be, you know, this this hypersensitivity and also digestive systems that don't work. Mm-hmm. So if you get 
kids and then young people who are constantly in distress and pain and not quite at their best self and their mind is fuzzy. And then you're applying behavior management strategies or discipline strategies and you want them to calm down and the whole... <laughs> right, and you're you adding know. in medication or drugs. You're yeah. adding to that whole cocktail. Uh, of absolutely. So can we calm things down? Can we start at a biological end, which makes really a lot of sense to me. And there's ways of saying, we, we tried this and that wasn't the issue. So we're going back to typical eating or whatever. But there's ways to give it an honest, honest go. We talk a lot about how do you convince your kids to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what are, the, what are the tricks and reasons and ways? Um, but increasingly, we also have parents that say with sons and daughters with significant disabilities that are saying, I said to my son, when you eat this, you get sick. So we're not going to eat it. That there is increasing, you could repeat that and go through it. Um, people understand things um, when it's offered by people that they trust mm-hmm. in genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, as a coach, yeah. what comes to mind for me is, how do you feel after you eat this? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And getting that out of the individual That's rather right. than telling them. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's a place for both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, it, for for someone listening to this and say, okay, I'm I'm interested in yeah. in take in exploring this more. Yeah. One thing that comes to mind is chatting with a naturopath. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. And and obviously there's you know you've got the the group that that's exploring this. Um, do you have any thoughts on on how a family could um, start to look at this type of an approach? Yeah. Um. So Peter Marks on his website will have some ideas on this as well and uh, certainly there are natural paths although they're not all equal so you have to really kind of mm-hmm. uh, really you need to have ones that have um, experience in some aut- autism and developmental disability so they, they should automatically know that there are kind of things that they need to look into. Um, if Peter Marks is doing any of his workshops in various parts of the problem province people should just leap onto those Mm -hmm. again we tend to have him out this way about once a year and if uh, people see him on you know our newsletter they're they're quite free to sign up Um, our biomedical group there's a group that physically meets but there's a larger group that uh, reads and shares some of the information so if people have an interest I can share our book list for example and some of the other stuff that we kind of look about I mean I think the value really is in the conversation but if people um, I think we've got a a pretty responsible list of books is what I'm saying is it's Mm -hmm. not hugely radical it's really kind of measured and it's not going to put people in danger Um, but it's highly effective for great great things to think through okay great we'll include that list kind of with the show notes so people can access that a big thank you again to Janet for sharing this great knowledge with us and what they're learning and what they're experimenting with in the Durham region. And as you could tell, uh, I'm a, a big follower in, in Janet. So you were getting lots of content and lots of information shared from Janet. And I really believe in a lot of the work that she's doing. So keep your eye out for a upcoming episode with Peter Marks. And we will get into a lot more detail on the things that Janet and I discussed in this podcast and Peter will give you some of the tools on the podcast to start to integrate these or start to experiment with these ideas in your life or a loved one's life. Next week on the podcast, we have Patty Scott. So in episode 34, you 
might have heard David Hasbury mention the organization Neighbors out of New Jersey and his uh, partner and, and wife, Patty Scott, leads that organization and created that organization from the ground up. So I have a great conversation with Patty to really explore her model with neighbors and how they take the individual with a developmental disability and give them the control and give them the empower them to have choice in their life and help them design their life the way that they want to live their life. And Patty talks about the principles and the values that neighbors started with to enable people to live this type of a life. And she talks about how the system or the systems on how or systems and principles of how other organizations were, uh, yeah, and how other organizations she worked in really were holding people back and how she needed to, she thinks we need to think differently and how she thought differently. And she shares that thinking with us. And I think it's so, so important. So a great conversation to listen to next week with Patty Scott, founder and CEO of Neighbors. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Uh, If you like this episode and you think you know someone that would benefit, please share it with them. Be a part of the change to think differently about disability. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Visit us at empoweringability.org for more podcasts and resources to help you and your loved ones impacted by disability build a full and meaningful life.